The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, on the 8th of March, Irish citizens will be asked to vote in two referendums to change our constitution. The first concerns the concept of family and the second proposes to delete an existing part of the constitution and insert new texts. So you will have two separate votes on whether you wish to make the proposed changes. So you might want to change one and keep the other change both or maybe reject both and that's uh, absolutely up to you but I am joined now by Miss Justice Marie Baker, Chairperson of On Commission Thauchon, which is Ireland's Independent Electoral Commission. Good morning and welcome. Good morning and thank you very much. Now, um, have we often had two papers in referendums over the years? Oh, in referendums? Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I actually can't tell you that. I think it's probably not, but I should say that they're some way related. I mean, they both concern Article 41 of the Constitution, so they're they're related to that extent and they both concern the fundamental rights part of the Constitution, so it wouldn't be unusual that they would be together. It makes sense. Yeah. Now, what is your role? Uh, What is An Commission Taukon's role in all of this? An Commission Taukon was established, give or take this time last year and we are a statutory body independent of politics and independent of government with the role uh, in this case of explaining the subject matter of the referendum but we have a general role around electoral events generally um, and we also have roles in research etc um, we've roles uh, regarding research um, we have roles um, uh, at the moment our role is to encourage people to vote and to explain the subject matter without advocating yes or no. Okay, you're not an arm, if you like, of the government of the day. You are a neutral party. We are impartial, we say, and we hope that people will take what we say and add it to their their, their listening and their discussions when they're when they're engaged with the political side of it. Okay, now let's uh, talk about the, the two different uh, elements that we're going to be asked to vote upon. What's the first? The first is the 39th Amendment or the 39th Proposal, which deals with the family and the concept of the family. And to know what is proposed, you need to know what's there. The family is recognised as a very central, important unit in society. And the Constitution in Article 41.1, that's the first part of Article 41, recognises the family unit as being a fundamental unit of society and a moral institution with inalienable and imprescriptible rights. They sound like hard words, but they simply mean that those rights exist before statute law and they can be removed only in exceptional circumstances. So the unit called the family in the Constitution is recognised as central. It's so central that it has a capital F (laughs) at the risk of sounding like your English teacher. The capital is important because it's the unit. That family unit is the unit founded on marriage and that has been resolved unequivocally now by the Supreme Court in a recent decision. The Supreme Court looked at the case law for the last 50, 40 years and came to that conclusion, albeit 5-2. Now, uh, the other part of this is 41-3-1. The state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage on which the family is founded and to protect it against attack. Good. It's important that people see that the proposal is not to remove the entire of that recognition for the institution of marriage. Again, capital M, it's the institution. But what would happen is if the family definition itself is extended, we'd have to remove that phrase upon which the family is founded 
because you'd have a you'd have an incoherence in the constitution. Because the whole idea of uh, families based on marriage. I mean, there are people who have family units who never get married. There are, there are. As, as was the case, in fact, of the, 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 the family unit that ended up in the Supreme Court case. This is the O'Mara case. The O'Mara case, now, yes. j- Just remind us of the O'Mara case. Yeah, the O'Mara case is happenstance, in fact, and in a sense, lucky that this case came to the fore because people can understand the backdrop. Uh, Mr O'Mara and his partner, who sadly died, it, it's a very sad case and don't, don't we shouldn't forget the, the tragedy this family suffered. They lived together for 20 years. They had three children. She developed an illness and they they weren't married. They, they discussed getting married, but she got COVID and she died tragically in hospital. It's It's a very sad story. And they were not married when she died, but they he sought the widower's pension, which is a contributory pension. So it's a it's something they would have been entitled to from the stamps that they had paid or she had paid during her life. So the Supreme, he challenged that. He went to court and said, I'm a, I'm a constitutional family. I'm entitled to be treated as other married families. And he also argued that there was an inequality in the way he was being treated. He lost the constitutional argument and there are extensive judgments from the Supreme Court where the Supreme Court said unequivocally that the family to which Article 41 refers, the family unit, is the family founded on marriage. Mm-hmm. Two of the judges said that's not so and they analysed the history of that provision and they analysed other parts of the Constitution. But what the, what the court then did, interestingly enough, was the court accepted his argument about equality that the that the failure to pay that kind of a payment to him, he had lost his partner, he had lost somebody who provided financially and somebody who cared for him at home. Clearly, they were saying this was a family, but not necessarily the family as laid down in 41. It looked like a family, but but not a family unit, not at all. As defined by the Constitution. Yes, exactly. So what is the change then that is proposed? The change that is proposed is that the family unit based on marriage would still continue to be recognised constitutionally, but the, the... Ex- the, the definition would extend to family units based on other durable relationships. So the new article, if it were passed, would read the state recognised the family, whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships, as the natural and primary and fundamental unit of society and as a moral institution possessing inalienable and imprescriptible rights antecedent and superior to all positive law. Positive law just means law as set out by the Constitution, yeah. by, that, by, the, by the Arachthus, essentially. That means that 4131 uh, is changed as well by deleting the text on which the family is founded. So the state pledges itself to guard with special care the institute of marriage on which the family is founded and to protect it against attack. So that that part of it would have to go because otherwise you'd have the family defined as including people in durable relationships in the first part of the article and you'd still have the family upon which the family, sorry, marriage upon which the family is founded. But the constitution still pleasures itself to protect marriage. Yes, uh, which is why we would then, if this was passed, have the family unit and the marriage institution. So you, you'd still have an interplay between those that would have to be considered by the Oireachtas. OK, so um, and then uh, what happens on foot of all of this if it's changed 
then we await for something to go to the courts. Well, it's not quite as straightforward as that. You don't just rock up to the High Court and say, I'm a dur- I'm in a durable relationship. The next stage of this, and this happened in the Omara case, so it's a good illustration. The court didn't strike down the social welfare legislation. We would have had chaos had that happened. What it said was legislation would have to be passed in order to deal with the requirements of the Constitution that the unit comprising Mr O'Mara and his children would get the widower's type pension. So what would happen after this referendum was passed, if it was passed, would be that the Iraq, this government obviously, would look at all the legislation that might impact that kind of family unit to assess it for constitutionality and it would then look to see whether other legislation was needed. So if this had been passed, Mr O'Mara would have won his constitutional argument? On on the face of it, save for the possibility that the court would have said, well, marriage is still an institution deserving of respect. But there was a twist in O'Mara which was that the, the widower's a widow's pension is payable to people who are divorced, not even living with their former spouse. So that was why the court said it was irrational to exclude this kind of family f- from the point of view of equality. Now, the second uh, ballot paper we'll get, it'll be green. That's the green one. And uh, the care amendment. Yes. Uh, w- what does that involve? Well, this is uh, possibly... I mean, I, I think it's more complex because it requires taking an entire part of the Constitution out and replacing it and putting it somewhere else. We, we, it's, it's go, it, the proposal is that it goes into 42 rather than 41. At the moment, the Constitution recognises that by her life in the home, women give to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. It's a positive statement of the role of women in the, in the furtherance of the common good. It goes on then to say that the state would endeavour to ensure that, wo- that mothers don't have to go out to work, that's not quite the word, um, to the neglect of their duties in the home, and that is the words. It's proposed to entirely remove that and replace it with another provision which is gender neutral and which provides that the state would recognise that the provision of care by members of a family to one another on account of familial love, as it were, provides a support for the common good mm. and that the state would strive to support that provision. So the, it would read, the state recognised that the provision of care by members of a family to one another by reason of the bonds that exist among them gives to society a support without which the common good cannot be achieved and shall strive to support such provision. That's the proposed change. It would go in to forty to Article 42, so it would be removed from the family provision and placed in the set, the next part of the Constitution, which is headed up education. And education is possibly um, the, the, the wrong way to head up 42 in the sense that it deals with all of the various yeah. rights among people in their families. So uh, the, the, the Article 4222, The state shall therefore endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties. That's gone. That would be gone. It's not gone yet. That would be gone. In the proposal it would be gone. But here's the rub. I mean, everybody knows that under the the current ambition in the Constitution, uh, the state is not 
stopping or is not helping women to stay in the home well, if they I, want to stay in the home. No, absolutely. It's, it's neither forcing people to stay at home nor stopping them from staying at home. It's but not, it's not it's helping neither. them to stay at home necessarily, Well, that's it? a political, uh, that's okay, a political view, Pat, so I, I, I can't. But what I can say, and I think it is important to say, is the Constitution does not say women's places in the home. Yeah. It does actually later in Article 45 express the fact that women are economic actors. So with loads of us go out to work and some of us stay at home and some of us do both. Um, We're being asked to change the constitution around uh, the place of women in the home. Well, there's the... That's the description of it. This is from uh, my text screen. Yet not one politician can give a definition of what a durable relationship is. The durable relationship has been the source of debate. Um, Can I say a number of things about it? And you know, my role here is to be impartial and to give information. I'm not giving an opinion and I'm not speaking as a judge here either. The word would be a new constitutional word. It would be the first time it appeared, but it's not the first time it appears in law generally. It's found in the Citizens' Rights Directive, which is an EU instrument. And words like it are found in some of the case law and in the civil partnership and cohabitation legislation. Cohabitants are given certain rights and duties towards Mm -hmm. one another in that act. And uh, so were civil partners. You can't have a new civil partnership now. But in the, when the Act yeah. was passed in 2010, it was a, a class of relationship short of, of marriage, as yeah. it were, but gave certain rights and obligations. But did they define what durable uh, was they, in those They identified acts? features and those features have been expressed and, and teased out okay. in, I'll, I'll in, just, in case law. I'll do the shortcut here. Is three months, six months, uh, a year, two years, five years... Do you know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean and I can tell you that the cohabitation legislation said two years if you've children, five years if you haven't. Okay, so there is now, a little bit of... Well, it, it might be that the Oireachtas and the courts ultimately would say the durable relationship is different, but they are the indicators of what is there now. So they would be the parameters against which mm. you might look at this. Okay. I'll be abroad uh, in the week of the referendum. Is there any way I can vote? That's from Alan in Dublin, uh, like a, a, an early postal vote or well, anything like that. You have to apply for a postal vote. And I, as far as I'm aware, it's too late now. And you have to have a reason to get a postal vote. Um, I, I know we've had requests for postal votes and we've accepted um, that. There, there's a form on the website, but I, I think it's okay. too late. Now, you talked about other laws that might have to change and be amended uh, on foot of this where these uh, amendments to the Constitution be passed. This one from a listener. Could changing the definition of the family to whatever you're having yourself uh, have all but sorts of... Which isn't quite uh, that. Uh, no, but uh, it's again shorthand from a listener. Could it have all sorts of unforeseen consequences for wills and probate? Well, first, the wills and probate question has in fact not not uh, not taken too much of a role, but I suspect it might. First of all, we have very extensive provisions concerning succession rights. You can make a will. We have a fair amount of testamentary freedom. But if you're married or a civil partner or in a cohabitation relationship, certain obligations flow irrespective of what you say in your will. Um, So that, for example, if you're married, uh, your spouse is entitled to a certain percentage of your estate, not your children, irrespective of what you say in your will, your spouse is. This might have to change, but it may not change fully to give the spouse the same entitlement because the courts and the Oireachtas would have to balance the family right and the fact that the institution of marriage is still entitled to special recognition. If you are a cohabitant, 
you are entitled to go to court if your if your if your partner dies you're entitled to go to court and seek a percentage of their estate and it has happened and people have succeeded so in a sense there would be a lot of challenges and a lot of uh, uh, you'd have to the, the Iraqis would have to look at the legislation that's there around succession and i can't tell you what would happen or that anything has to happen but there would have to be an examination you can't you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to go down to the High Court mm. tomorrow and say, oh, I'm, I'm in a durable relationship okay. and my partner um, Normally these things come about because of a, a particular situation where someone t- has recourse to the courts and yes. it gets teased out. It's important, I suppose, to say there that the courts don't ever decide a case in, in a general way. They decide it against the backdrop of a particular fact, set of facts, but also in the context of a particular legal entitlement. So Mr O'Mara was challenging the fact that the widower's pension wasn't payable to him and so he had standing plus he had a case to make. Um, Defining durable relationships in the courts is a bonanza for lawyers. Uh, Why would I vote for something that is not yet defined? Another one, is it possible that a mistress could turn up after the death of a married man and demand her share of the estate based on what really was a, a closet but durable relationship. Well, let me, I, I'm, not, I'm not in a position to actually completely give you an answer to that. But let me put it this way. The recognition would be of the durable relationship as a unit group in society and a moral institution. That would suggest you've got to at least be open. You can't find yourself suddenly in a durable relationship. It is a relationship that's committed, open, long term, intended to be committed and one of the indicators of people who are cohabiting was pe- that people recognise them as cohabiting. They, they yeah. presented themselves as a couple. Yeah. So I think probably Otherwise the mistress of... would be looked at in that context. Yeah. Uh, uh, a final one for the moment. I suspect we might have to ask you to come in again before the referendum about tax implications. Uh, Senator McDowell uh, reckons there'll be massive tax implications if the definition of a family is changed is that information being disclosed? Senator McDool is making political comments and I want to be very careful not to re- respond to them. But what I would say is what I've said already. Legislation that's there now would have to be looked at if this was changed. But also what would have to be respected is the institution of marriage. And the courts have already said that the institution of marriage deserves special uh, can have and deserved, in fact, in a particular case, special recognition in tax law. So it may be that a view is taken that the tax law doesn't have to change or it may be that a view is taken that if a durable relationship exists, there has to be tax changes. But there are tax benefits for people who cohabit. You you can inherit your family home without paying tax for a start. Okay, so that already exists. In other words, a lot of this has already happened. A lot of statutory recognition of non-marital family units already exists. The constitutional recognition doesn't exist. Ms. Justice uh, Marie Baker, Chairperson of Commission Thaukhun, uh, Ireland's Independent Electoral Commission. Uh, thank you very much for the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.